Hi. Welcome, everybody, to What Women Binge. Thanks for being here. Um, I always love starting with the voice, so like, set it out live. Hot mic. Hot mic. You're looking lovely today. Thank you. You know what's different about me today? Can you tell? Hmm. I know something that's different about you. You're wearing shoes. Oh, that's not on purpose. That just happened. But they do match my sweater, so. I'm actually wearing jeans. You're wearing hard pants. I'm wearing hard pants. It's the first um, time. Something different about you. Well, is it the hard pants? It's the hard pants. That's what's new? Yeah, because I just noticed as I try to pull my leg up towards me, like I like to sit, like I'm in preschool. Um, I can't do it. <laughs> I thought it was maybe your new glasses. My new glasses, too. This is our, our sponsor pair. Look at how cute. They are so cute. They're super cute. And look at this. I can take these fun. I have this fun pink plaid. For those of you watching on YouTube, look, pale pink. So cute. And boom. Uh, you now know, I've got plaid pink on. Really funny. We ordered the exact same ones. We and did. We did not consult each other. I should have known. You, I always try to avoid pink because you are the queen of pink. You don't have to. We can both wear pink. I know. I know we can. There's room can. at the pink table for both of but us. But see, what's funny is growing up in the entertainment industry, you never wear the same thing. Well, you can't wear if you look anything like this. This is your person, show. We get to do what we want to do. No, totally, totally. But I'm just like ing it's ingrained in me to always like not match the furniture, not match the walls. <sighs> rules are made to be broken. Oh, there's so many rules. So many rules. So many rules. Let's talk. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, peeps. Today's topics. Um, aside from the fact that my voice sounds like a woman who's been smoking for 47 years. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm yeah. not ill. I just, just have no voice. have no voice. That happened to me a few months ago. It's very bizarre. <sighs> it's unfortunate. I don't like when there's like no excuse for it. You're like, I know. why is this happening? If I felt bad, then I'd be like, I feel like crap. But no, I like, I feel good. You feel fine. You just can't talk. I just Maybe that's a cue from above to take it easy. <laughs> Maybe take, thank God the podcast is only an hour and then we'll, and then you can rest the rest of the week. No, I'm good. Um, so our, our, our topics today, we're going to talk about I don't even know how you say this. Trade, trad, trad wives? Trad wives. Trad wives, traditional wives. So we're going to talk about that topic. That's something I learned about recently that just, I just, it It's a very me. niche It's interesting. Thing. Yeah, it's very niche. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about, um, uh, about Alec Baldwin and the situation yeah, there. Yeah, I definitely want to hear your take on this. And Lisa Marie Presley. So, um so sad. It happened during our podcast like a few weeks ago, I believe. While we were recording. While we were recording. In fact, we had mentioned her. And, and found out by the end of the recording that, that she, had, she had gone she into had, cardiac arrest. Yes, it was crazy. And we actually took it out of the episode because we did not know what was going to happen. And, of course, we were praying for her. And then we found out that she passed. So we yeah. wish her so family. We want to talk about that today. Best, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so those are some of the things we're going to get into. But we today we want to welcome our new listeners because Amanda and I were on Fox and Friends. And apparently there's a ton of you now. And there's a bunch more people. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, y'all. That was wild. Yeah, that was great. I mean, we we love um, new people coming in. We love our our, our original listeners, and uh, and we're super excited anytime you guys share the information, tell people about us, review us, rate us, go on our Instagram and question us because we the whole reason behind season five is to like interact more with you guys. Yes, so the more interaction we can get with you guys, Be the happier we are. Yeah, we always hear from people that they are yelling back at us in their cars when they're listening. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I so wish, like, people would record themselves doing that. So I know. A lot of our friends, my family, they'll be like, I was talking to you and then realized you couldn't hear me. We're not on the phone. <laughs> I was listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, or just send us a video or get on Instagram and be like, hey, at this minute, I said this to you. And you weren't there, but you should know. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Um, so tell me, so I understand you have something to tell me about Peter Frampton. And um, I had to ask you earlier today. Who's Peter Frampton? I'm so sad that you don't. I know. I'm Aww. such a, I know, but I know his name and I know he's a singer and I know his songs, but tell me why we need to talk about him today. Well, because he's a legend. You went to Billy Joel this mm -hmm. past week and it was so cool and you I had such a great BJ. time. Yeah. At uh, MTSU, they have this beautiful auditorium. That's Middle Tennessee I'm, State University. Yes, people. in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I can't um, say that, by the way. Coming from the North, I can't say Murfreesboro. That, it's very different. You did it very Murf, well. Murf, 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 I've gotten better about it. Murfreesboro. Murfree. It is spelled bizarrely. It's very hard to say, people. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Um, so we went, and it was his last concert of his farewell tour, and he gave away all the tickets for free, and the place only held, like, it was less than a thousand people. Was it in their stadium where they played No, football? it was in this little auditorium. Oh. It was so nice. 
It was a TV taping for, I assume, they said like a, I think it was Sky TV, like out of the UK. Yeah. Which is like their PBS. It's like their, well, they have a ton of Sky 1, Sky 2. They have a ton yeah. of channels. So um, that was really cool. He did an incredible job. But it was kind of sad because he's got this like degenerative muscle disease. So he can't stand oh. to play the guitar anymore. But he can still shred. Like, wow. It, I mean, it is watching a rock star. He's 72 but he's still got it. You know, it's interesting. My uncle had a stroke really young and um, lost the ability to kind of, well, and it got worse over, he lived another 10 years, but he lost the ability to do things on like the left side of his body. Yeah. But he also lost the power of speech, but not prayer and song. So I wonder if like playing the guitar. That's wild. Is sort of like the same thing. Like he can still, wait, wait, when you say shred, you meant on the guitar. My guitar, yeah. So I wonder if there's still something, I wonder if it's that same part of the brain, because there's a different part of the brain that gets affected by stroke than, than and that's like a speech part, mm -hmm. but prayer and song are a different part that's of so the brain. Interesting. Isn't that wild? Well, he, um, you know, at the end, it was kind of emotional for everybody, because this might be his last tour, his, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure he'll do little one-offs here and there as he can, but he told everybody, I'm going to continue to fight. Hopefully this won't be the last time I see you. Aww. You know, but his granddaughter was there. It was her first concert. Aww. She's like three Aww. or four. And he was like, oh, I hope I got a lot of video Papa of that. Loves you. you know, it's me. And uh, it was just really sweet and emotional and an incredible night. He was one of the first like celebrity crushes I ever had. Really? Oh what, my gosh. Tell me, remind me of some of his songs. Ooh, baby, I love your way. Oh, um, ooh, baby, I love Yeah, you. I want you. Oh, to show yeah. Me the way. Um, what are the other ones? Did he do some sexy ones in the 90s, or am I thinking of a different Peter? <laughs> yeah. That's Peter Cetera, but yeah. He he he's the one who go who blows into the little tube that's attached to his guitar and it's like wow 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 wow. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I can't do it justice. Which was your favorite one last night? Oh, he actually did a cover of um While My Guitar Gently Weeps. It was the last song he did and it was like the most incredible thing ever. Oh, I bet it was, especially signing off with that one. Oh, it was incredible. Oh, farewell tours are so sad. Like seeing Billy Joel, he actually said at one point, he was about to sing In An Innocent Man. And he was like, I don't know if I'll hit. He goes, you'll find out at the same time <laughs> as I do if I'm going to hit these notes or not. Fair enough. But he brought out his daughter, Alexa Ray. And she, which one of my favorite songs by him is named for her, Down Easter Alexa. Uh -huh. I love that song because it reminds me of my dad being a fisherman in New York. But, um... He, but it, he brought out his daughter for like two songs, and she's got some voice on her. Man, she was—I uh, didn't know she could sing. Well, I think, and I think she was really nervous. She sort of at one point they were doing a song that I think maybe they hadn't rehearsed, and she kind of—I think they were waiting for her to wrap up the song, and she turned around and goes, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute, but um, but it was a really—I just love that concert. I just love him. Um, somebody wrote under my Instagram, and I was really upset about it, so I did a little story on it. Um, but it's probably gone by now. But it's, I said, uh, they called me, they went, oh, you're almost a boomer. I'm like, I don't think people understand generationally. So this is where I'm going to get like Melissa explains generations. <laughs> I don't think people understand what boomer means. It doesn't mean you're old or middle aged. It it was a generation, people. If you were after the war, after World War II, when the soldiers came home, there was a baby boom. And that generation is called the boomer, the gen the boomers, the baby boom generation. And I am Gen X. I am never going to be a boomer. The boomers are my mom and, and above. My mom's actually a young boomer. Yeah. But our parents were boomers. Like, that is not, you can't call, I, everyone, my kids think that this, like, is a term for old people. Do, they, do you think they're just referring to the music? Like, oh, that's boomer music? Because Billy Joel is maybe our he's a boomer and beyond like well he's a boomer yeah but like growing up in the 80s you know he was very big in the 80s um and so you know if you were if you went to high school in the 80s you're gen x yeah so it's uh, i mean i get that i'm a millennial you're oh you're a millennial what are they calling it now they're calling it is it gen z i think mason said he's gen z and i was like but then I heard someone else call them like TikTokers or Twitters an, or tweets. Or according to the brain, I'm an elder millennial. You're an elder millennial. Ew, ew. Well, I found out I'm kind of an elder Gen X. Actually, there are some places where I'm an I'm an early. Millennial. I remember the world before the internet. Apparently. Okay. Okay. I don't like that. Hey, Lunar New Year started. <laughs> what? Uh, what's your What's your Chinese zodiac? I have no idea. Oh, come on. Tell me what. what it's year the year born? of the rabbit. You're right? the, yeah, but what year are you? I don't... I, 1986. Let me... Hold on. Well, hang on. Hang on. I'm looking it up. Cause, I think uh, I'm a tiger. 1986. 
Chinese Zodiac. Look how it pops right up because I've been searching everybody in the history of the world. Wait, let me use my new pair of glasses for this. Uh, 1986, <laughs> okay, you're a tiger. Boomer. You are a tiger. <laughs> I'm a dragon. And Tucker's a dragon, too. So Riker's a dragon. Oh. Our kids are dragons. How are dragons? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. And then I have a dog and a rat. My, I'm married to a snake. <laughs> and the funny thing is Mark is terrified of snakes. But he's the year of the snake. Anyway, I love the Chinese New Year thing. I went to That's his, cool. Went to see the zoo illumination this weekend. That was pretty cool. It was really cool. Did you cool. read the red signs? I read some of them, but the kids kind of, I was trying to hurry through it. It's probably better. <laughs> they were very long. Oh, well, and some of them are highly inappropriate. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. I didn't find it inappropriate. Well, maybe one. There, Which many. one was inappropriate to you? There were several. There's like <laughs> multiple where like the main characters are like, she was like killed by whatever and her spirit was led up to where she like came back and got her revenge oh <laughs> it's like oh okay oh. then there was well, one a lot who of was a child really bride old. and oh really oh yeah oh i didn't see that one but there's a lot of like really old old i mean some of that stuff goes back to the bc era like oh for sure but it, it and i understand like they're just telling the stories that are depicted and it, i get it yeah but when you're not expecting it and you're reading it to <laughs> seven-year-olds who are very interested. You're like, we are at the zoo, people. Like, zoo Illuminations, for people who don't know what it is, it's like the, a Chinese lantern festival at our zoo. I think they travel. I think they kind of tour yeah. around. Um, it's really it's cool. Beautiful, it's, it's beautiful because it's like these, these silk lantern um, depictions. Yeah, but like massive. But, but massive, like a massive dragon. There was one that was like a dragon turtle mix. Uh -huh. It was like a dragon with a shell on its back, but it's... I mean, it's like 50 feet in the air. It's huge. Surrounded by waves or, you Mountains know, just, I mean, amazing. Trees. Yeah. There was a, one of like, um, I think they were like deer. They were like bucks. But the bucks, the antlers were yellow and then the deer were sort of this ombre purpley blue. It was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they're so beautiful. Honestly, that's the kind of job if I was going to do something oh, monotonous, yeah. I could totally get on board with being a it's lantern maker. You're like, how? it must have taken them months to set it up. Yeah, because like, they've got to, A, somebody's making all of those. And it's the whole zoo. They I cover can. the entire zoo in lights and then these figures. It's the, cool. It is really cool. I have to say, I, I'm really glad I went. And I was glad I went. On the night before Lunar New Year. So I kind of like got to celebrate the whole. That's so fun. And you got to take Tucker and his friends. And I that did. Was so cute. It was fun just to walk around at night. I love anywhere I can go just walk around at night. Like I love there's a place here called Cheekwood. And it's like gardens. And in the Christmas time they have the lights. Right. And I love just being able to just like grab a hot cocoa and walk around in the cold and just see. I don't know. There's just <laughs> something about walking like just. Oh, walking would be nice. You know what I did this week? Uh-oh, what'd you do? <laughs> I broke my toes. You broke your toes? <sighs> How'd you break your toes? It was doing something really dumb. It always is. Just giving my kid a bagel. I kicked an ottoman. <laughs> <laughs> it was the bagel that broke your toe? I blame the bagel. It was a really good bagel, though, so. Well, that's good. It wasn't just, like, straight out of the grocery store it's bagel. So, I had to go to the hospital, though, for a broken toe. And mm -mm. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Oh, did they have to inject it? Did they have to put, no. like... No, but it okay. was like, okay, this is going to be graphic, guys. Sorry. It's one reason why I have on a shoe this week. <laughs> so my it's my pinky toe on this foot, right? And so usually, you know, if you break a toe, it stinks, but you just tape it together and you go on with life and it's whatever. Well, my toe was like literally like bent sideways. <gasps> like my pinky toe was like that. And I was like, okay. I kept my cool though. Here's the thing. If there's ever a crisis situation, I am as cool as a cucumber. There you like, go. Like, I can just bring it down. I'm all right. I, I mean, I could be bleeding around out. around the kids, and I think, though? Yes. So I'm handing Riker the bagel. I kick the ottoman. And I'm like, ah! And then I, like, stop. And I'm like, hmm. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, no, oh. it's fine. Mommy's fine. I'm fine. What's <laughs> And then I, like, look down. And I see my toe. And I'm like. I'm fine. Aww. I'm fine. And you so know I walk back into the kitchen and I'm like, okay, all right. It's sideways. All oh. right. And so I walk back into the bedroom where Logan was and I was like, hey, um, hun, whenever you're done, no hurry. Um, but I think I need to go to the urgent care. Oh. And he was like, what's wrong? What did you do? Last time I said this to him, I um, cut my whole hand open and needed Ooh. stitches. <laughs> so <laughs> he's used to me now. But um, <laughs> so he comes out and he's like, what'd you do? And I was like, I broke my toes. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, one sideways. And he was like, oh, God. And so he's like <laughs> rushing the kids. I was like, calm down. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. 
I'm great. No, this is not an emergent situation. So we get the kids over to the grandparents' house, and he takes me to, um, we were going to go to the urgent care, but then there's no way to know which ones have x-rays or not. And our doctor was pretty sure I needed an (laughs) x-ray. So we have to go and sit in the ER and do the whole thing. But while they were doing my x-ray, they moved my foot around so much that my toe actually went back into place. So that was good. Oh, there you go. That was they reset bit. it without you even knowing. Yeah, it is. It's even... not like they said breathe, here we go, one, two, three, and you had to like try yeah, to relax. But now my now my whole foot is green. Oh <sighs> yucky. You know. Well, on that note, should we go to questions? <laughs> <laughs> on green toast. So wait, what do you have to do? Do you have to bandage it together? I just have to tape it together and they are like keep it immobilized, but honestly that little There's boot... nothing they can do other than like reset it, right? Right. They they said it was it's in place where it needs to be. They buddy taped it. They they gave me a boot to wear, but it was more uncomfortable than everything oh. else. So, I don't think um, your little um, flat uh, Converse type sneakers are the best support for it. Just saying, you might want a good running shoe to snuggle. Well, that you know, th- you're probably right, but, but I, these but then again, match don't take my, my shirt. medical advice. Oh, those do match your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I sometimes see priorities. Beauty is pain. Yeah. Well, yeah. My grandmother used to say that a lot. <laughs> All right. Let's do questions. Okay. Let's see. All right. So you guys sent us questions on Instagram. And if you didn't, you can do it again for next week. Oh, and I have another one that was just sent in, but it's on my phone. So I've got to. All right. So, yeah, I've got them on my phone here. So let's see. So we're going to our Instagram page and we're going to check out the questions that you guys sent. So, um, okay. So Caroline Dyson 16 said, ooh, Dyson, speaking of which. I know. We'll get to that one next because it's the next question. Okay. I have something to say. Um, <laughs> Caroline asks, where is the best place you have been on holiday, not for work? So obviously you're British, I'm assuming, <laughs> um, by asking about holiday. holiday. Or maybe Australian or um, maybe Canadian. But um, yeah, where's the best place you've been on holiday? So, oh my goodness. You've Ugh. been to some pretty incredible I places. I really, really, I have. I love to travel. I call myself like a global citizen. But like not for work. There. Not for work. Um, well, I went to Australia for work. And fell in love with it and took my kids there for a month in 2017. But I probably, I mean, it's kind of hard to beat Fiji. I was going to say, say if you don't say Fiji, I'm going to be so mad at you. But <laughs> short of Fiji, I have to say St. Lucia is an awesome That's a good one. Um, place. And then Italy, like my heart is in Italy. I feel like there was part of me that was meant to be Italian. The way Prince Harry feels like part of him was meant to be Botswanan. If that's how you say it, Botswanian. Yeah. Bots- from Botswana. Botswanan? Botswanan. but yeah i would say i would probably i mean if i had to live somewhere i'd be italy but fiji sure is nice to visit yeah um oh gosh okay probably this might be controversial but israel that's not controversial that's beautiful well some people don't like that well it's it's a fantastic place with a lot of history and it's beautiful right? it is it's incredible and honestly that's a place i could live i think it's a place a lot of people are Misunder- misunderstand. I, think, I don't understand it. I think everyone, despite their re- religious and political affiliation, should visit at least one time. Well, doesn't every religion have roots there? So yeah, it's much. sort of it's beautiful. It's incredible. It'll change your life. Yeah. Um, and then in the U.S., my favorite place to visit is Sausalito, California. Oh yeah. There's a little hotel there called the Inn Above Tide. Oh. And it's my most favorite place ever. And we're going to get to go soon for our anniversary, and I can't wait. Look at you. So that's my other one. Which anniversary is it? 15. Nice. Oh, we both have big ones coming up this year. Yeah, I know. I'm just five years ahead. I got I got 20, but we're going to Africa. Maybe okay. Botswana, That actually. might be cooler than California. <laughs> Prince, no, but Prince Harry is um, really inspiring me to go to Botswana, which I was thinking about doing anyway. But um, I've never been to Africa. I think that should probably go on my list. You need to wait till your kids are bigger so they can enjoy well, yeah. it. If you're going to... Because if you're going to go that far, take your kids. And we did Zambia a few years ago, and we have uh, sponsored children there. So we will go, v- and we, we're putting in a well there right now. Yeah. So we're going to go visit the well. That's like our 20th anniversary gift to ourselves is to go visit the well and um, and see our girls. And then, uh, yeah, then we're trying to find like a safari in a beach town to celebrate our 20th, but with our kids, which kind of sucks. But no, it'll be awesome. Our 15th we spent with our kids in Italy back where we got married. Um, in Florence, Italy, which that's probably my favorite place in the world. Like, but I want to live there. Like, I want to live in Florence. Let's go. Let's go. I'll I'll live there. Of course. Why not? Um, So here's a question from Michelle. How can I find out how Amanda Lee does her hair when it's curly? (laughs) What do you use? What is your your hair secret? My hair secrets. There aren't really any secrets. Um, 
I have naturally curly hair, so this is just what it looks like. And a lot of it. And a lot of hair. So much hair. Um, And I spent years and years fighting it. And then my friend Wendy, who is a hair wizard here in town, she helped me figure out how to best cut it. And from there, it is just a leave-in conditioner. Mm. And I'll I'll post, if y'all want me to, what products I use on Instagram. But it's a leave-in conditioner, um, a curl cream, and a heat protectant spray. Curl cream comes after the shower? Yes. Okay. So shampoo it like normal, put a leave-in conditioner in it, put the curl cream in immediately after. And I use this thing called a Denman brush, but I think you could use any brush just to kind of shape the front curls. Yeah, so I was going to say, you always have like these perfect curls. That's not done with a curling iron at all? No. Okay. No, it's just I take it, the end of the brush, and literally wrap the hair around it and then pull it through. And so it just kind of helps keep it uniform right here in the front. So why do you use the heat protection if you're not using heat? Well, I do use heat. I, I blow dry it after. Oh, 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 okay. So then okay. I just spray with Oh, heat. you use one of those big, big things yeah, on the end of like the blower? Yeah, like a diffuser? Yeah. So after that, yeah, I flip my head over, and upside down, I use a diffuser to blow dry it, and that's oh, it. Oh, okay. Super easy. Yeah, I, uh, well, I know someone on there has been asking us um, some... But you just discovered... I just discovered that Dyson Airwrap that Mark got me for Christmas. I don't know if we've talked about this, but uh, it has this attachment. First of all, it just like wraps your hair around with air. It's, it's so the cool. weirdest thing. You put your hair up to it and it just goes whoop, 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 whoop on the curling iron part. And then the and it like literally wraps around. And as soon as you pull it down, you have a curl. It's the craziest so thing. I'll try ask, to do it for next week. Ask this. Okay, so that thing is really expensive, which I have the Dyson hair dryer. It was gifted to me like almost a decade ago, and that thing is still going strong, and I love it. Yeah. So in my opinion, it is worth the price. Yeah. Their products tend to be pretty good. We beat up their vacuums a lot and have to keep replacing parts on those, but the uh, but the era, I'm liking it. Like, I actually don't tell my mom, but I got one for her birthday because it's like— <laughs> Spoiler it's, alert, yeah, right? Paula. <laughs> Paula, don't listen. <laughs> um, Paula, if you're listening, t- turn it off, or five minutes ago, turn it off. Um <laughs> You like you kind of just you run it over your hair and it's weird because I am a ponytail girl. I'm a ponytail girl mainly because my hair is like so straight that if I sleep on it funny or if I put it in a in a hairband, even just to brush my hair, yeah. brush my teeth or something, it gets a dent in it. But I use this thing and it smooths it out and it's getting rid of. I'm getting a lot of frizzies from being gray. God, it sounds like an ad for this, but it's not. No, I we just, just like it. I'm just loving it because I don't have to wash my hair as often because I usually wash my hair just so it'll dry straight. But now. I don't have to, I can just use this thing. It's actually making me a little bit greasy. But I mean, only because I'm not washing my hair it as much as amazing. I usually do. I'm so impressed with I'm it. I'm being a little lazy because it's super easy. Okay, hang on. I got one. All right, what else? Off the phone. Okay, this one's from Ryan. It said, would you rather read endless books and have no TV or endless TV and never read again? Oh, you know, it's funny. I always think about myself like if I was in prison or if I was, uh, if the whole world, all electronics went out. And like towards the end of my life, I imagine myself reading like I imagine like a like paradise is sort of sitting yeah. on a beach and re- having time to just soak in a book all day long. Um, I tend to fall asleep after five minutes. So it's <laughs> probably not in the cards for me. But I think reading. I think reading for me, too. I could easily give up TV. Yeah, I, I like TV, but I never know what to watch. I'm yeah. lucky that I'm married to Logan because he is such like he's so in tune to everything. Yeah. If people weren't giving me suggestions here, well, I would literally never know what to turn on. Speaking of suggestions, I actually asked our Instagrammers. Um, you guys can just go to What Went Binge and join the conversation. But I asked people what they're watching because I was like, uh, you know, I know all these things I still need to catch up on, like the new season of The Crown or White Lotus. But what and what people, you know, what's what's being nominated? What's up for the SAG Awards or the Emmys or whatever? But um, Shushuku, who's a longtime follower of mine from Germany, she wrote The Glory on Netflix. I haven't even heard of that. Ooh. And she said she, ju- she just rewatched all the episodes of Medium, which I had never thought of really watching. Someone, Kristen Klutz, 714, just said she binged Firefly Lane and she's ready for season three. Okay, I haven't, I've watched like three episodes of Firefly Lane. I yeah. need to, I, I had a hard time get, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I had it? a hard time getting into that one. Okay. Then uh, Lizzie Went said all the dessert shows with Adrian Zumbo. I've never heard of what is dessert shows I don't know I'm I don't know but I would love to if it's like making baking maybe it's like a baking show and then Ginny and Georgia she said oh, oh then, our friend Jennifer's in that Ginny and Georgia yeah Jennifer Robertson oh she is oh, from, we have she was in Schitt's Creek we met her at the yeah, at the Derby at the Derby she's, she's one love. of the nicest people ever and a really? really talented actress and she is in Ginny and Georgia and what a sense of style that girl has too by the way right um National Treasure someone wrote National Treasure on Disney Plus and Will Trent on Hulu. 
Oh, I've heard about Will Trent. I think Logan and I tried to watch an episode of that. Someone said there's a lot of books on this, too. A lot of people were like, I want to read the books. Uh, speaking of books turned movies, Daisy Jones and the Six is coming out. Oh, yes. Did you see Wait, it? Wait, soon? Yeah, really this year? soon. Yes. The preview's out. Soon. It's oh, amazing. Really? And um, Elvis's granddaughter, Lisa Marie's daughter, Riley, is Daisy. No way. Yes, and she's perfect for it. She's Daisy? Yes. Oh, that's wild. Wow, I didn't realize that. It comes out March 3rd. Um, someone here also said they are into that 90s show on Netflix. And someone in our oh. questions said, is it is it worth watching? Yes. Victoria asked that. So yes. you've watched it, right? Um, I've watched a few episodes now. And yes, the first episode is a little cringy. It uh, is. Get past the first episode. Because they're think, trying to jump into what's going on nowadays. Well, you have to think it's been 20, 30 years since they played these characters. Hold on, slow down. Has it been that long? Because those were my friends. Like when we were doing Sabrina, I was hanging out with the, 90s, uh, the 70s show cast all the time. Honey, it Has started it in 1998. Long? Oh, lordy. Okay. <laughs> Let me just cry for my youth for a moment. Let me let me just, just grieve my okay. youth. Okay, we're done. Okay, so it is like um, Red and what's her name? Kitty. Um, the parents yeah. are incredible. From scene one, they are so good. It's the They're, same actress, right? Yes, okay. and they are still so funny. And they just slipped right back into it. There was no problem. Um, Topher Grace's character... And Don, who, and the girl who plays Donna, Laura, and, Ambrose. yes, no, yeah. not Laura Ambrose. Um, um, no, Laura Propone, yes, who I love, yeah, love her. And then um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are yeah. um, Kelso and Jackie, which is hilarious that they're back. They okay now that they're married. They're the most all cringy they be. of all of them. Like they come probably in, because it's now it's a different situation for them to play I those know, characters. But they just it's not working. The, the it's <laughs> it's so weird. They're only on being it married. for like thirty seconds, and you get over it, and oh, okay, it's fine. Okay, okay. But I, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Just know, watch the first one. Take it with Did the you watch the whole season. No, I've watched like three or four now. Okay, and okay. it gets better. The second episode's super. I, you cute. know, I was on it. No, I was on it. Who Not ninety you? show. I was on seventy show. Who are you? Um, I was a good Christian girl with my friend and actually my, my friend, Lindsay, Lindsay Sloan. Um, she was my best friend at the time we were doing Sabrina together and we were both asked to be on that 70 show together. And she was going to be like the wild child hippie girl. And I was the good <laughs> Christian girl. And so Kelso decides, wait, he, uh, whichever one Danny Masterson played, he decides he wants the wild child, not me. Cause I'll be the prude. And it turns <laughs> out. And so I go with Fez. And so it turns out that I'm, that's actually quite the opposite that she's like a hardcore feminist. Who's like, I don't let men in my you know vessel or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, and then I'm in the hot tub at the, I just remember the hot tub scene and we were in a hot tub together drinking beers or something like that. Yeah. Well, Fez is back and I think he's in season three or um, episode three or four and he's great. His well, I'll tell you, Wilmer so and Topher were two of my favorite people in the industry. Like, they are just sweethearts, and uh, Topher is so cute. He always remembers that my dad he was a lobsterman. Cute. Like, he's always like, how's your dad, the lobsterman? I'm like, that's so cute. Like, who asks about someone else's <laughs> dad like that? Like, It's you know. very kind that yeah. he remembers that. Yeah. We Little had a details. lot of fun together in the, back in those days. Um, and I think, from what I remember on the 70s show cast, mo everybody hung out except Topher. Like, he was sort of... I don't know if he was excluded or kind of separated himself from the rest of them, but they were the rest of them were best friends. I mean, best friends did everything together, and Topher was a little bit on the outskirts of that. But um, I think as we matured, things changed. I don't know. I haven't talked to yeah. any of them in a very long time. Well, go watch '90s Show because it's fun and it's just light. All right, I will. Happy. And you know what's so funny is like everyone talks about like the '90s are back, and I like to say that like. I remember in the 90s asking my mom for her clothes from the 70s and her being like, I wish I had held on to that stuff because I didn't <laughs> right. know it was going to come. Why would it come back again? And now I feel that way about the 90s. Like, why would Honestly, it come back though, again? I can't think of anything that I wore as a kid that I wish I still had. Like, just not a thing. I had a massive collection of combat boots and I, I, and I don't even wear the ones I have now, but I'd like to try. <laughs> Actually, I did ask for combat boots for Christmas and Mark denied me. So I went into um, a store the other day and they had the like iridescent ones Ooh. like the Doc Martens yeah I was so tempted well the white ones apparently are very big in Paris and they're coming to New oh, York they're like very the Chelsea's yeah the whites are starting to really make an appearance from the kick from the knockoffs to the real Doc Martens but um that's what I wanted for Christmas and I was like I can rock some white Doc Martens and then I was like maybe not maybe I'm too old for that crap I don't know no 
They're they're not as comfortable as I remember them. Though. They're definitely not comfortable. They never were <laughs> now that comfortable. I've been wearing sneakers in my life. <laughs> it's kind of like Converse. Everyone's like, oh, they're so comfy. No, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're so not flat footed. They're flat footed. And they're slightly padded. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> Until they literally had holes in them and they were like falling off your feet. They were not comfortable. Yeah. All right, so Amanda, you know this about me, but I love going to workout classes. I need accountability, so I need to sign up for something and go somewhere. But you know what? Everything is so expensive these days with price hikes lately. So that's why I have to tell you about my new favorite way to save. Have you heard of Upside? I have. It's a great, right? It's a great, incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, if you dine out. With Upside, I get cash back on every purchase so I can fund my crazy workout hobby. That's so cool. So you're basically just getting cash back for things you're already doing. Yeah, it's a, the app is super easy to use. And, uh, you know, with that cash back, I plan on going to more workout classes. <laughs> That's awesome. So our listeners can get started by downloading the free Upside app, then use our promo code WWB to get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on their first tank of gas. Yeah, all you have to do is claim your offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, then pay as usual with a credit or debit card, follow the steps in the app, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Plus, Upside doesn't sell your personal information to third parties. I always get scared about that, but you know, they know that your information is a vital part of their trusted relationship with you, and they don't sell your information. That's so important. And Upside users are earning hundreds of dollars a year. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Yeah, so thanks, Upside, for sponsoring What Women Binge. And check them out. So somebody asked, DJ Coleman 6 asked, how did the Sabrina cartoon come about where Melissa voices both Hilda and Zelda, and isn't Melissa's sister Sabrina? Yes, my sister Emily, who played Cousin Amanda on Sabrina, was the voice of Sabrina. Because the thing is, the cartoon... So we were spinning off a lot of things. We actually had a show called, like, Witch Right Hall, I think, was a spinoff that we did for ABC, I believe, or maybe WB, with my sister, with a, cousin Amanda, but my sister Emily, being the um, uh, uh, star of that show. And it was like a Harry Potter before Harry Potter. It was yeah. that she's going off to witch school. <laughs> and it was her being, she was a terror, she was bad. If you remember the show, Amanda was bad. And so anyway, so we had a spinoff of Witch Right Hall. It didn't get picked up. But then um, we also had the animated series. And the animated series was that Sabrina was a preteen and Hilda and Zelda were teenagers. So since I was already playing a teenager, even though I was like 23, I does that work in the timeline? Yeah. So I was being Hilda and Zelda. Well, it was a prequel. It's like oh, a prequel okay. um, animated so it's like kind of what happened before, which is weird because Sabrina didn't know she had power. So 60, I don't right. know. I've actually, to be honest, never seen the animated show. But so much for that Bible you talk about. <laughs> well, they the writers had it. I didn't have it. Yeah, I don't know if the Bible, uh, the show Bible. Speaking actually. of Sabrina, though, I have a, so have you heard about this like AI stuff no. that people are doing? Logan has been, the brain, For I keep calling him Logan today. The brain <laughs> has been obsessed with this. And so he's been asking it to do all these things and write all these things. Oh, really? Chat GBT is like one of them that he's been doing. And so it's like a conversation you have with a robot and you're like, hey, robot, write me this under these parameters. And it spits it out oh. and it's actually interesting. So Logan did a couple. Yeah. Because someone just told me about this because Tucker, or <laughs> what's my son's name? Mason, applying for colleges, they're saying that they're going to write, they're going to be able to write their essays now. There's a huge thing about plagiarism now. With oh, this. yeah. So there's certain things you can't do on it. And it won't allow you to do it. So, like, Until hate someone speech, hacks it and I'm sure, it. yeah, I'm sure there's versions where they do horrible things, too. But on these, you can't. And so um, there's a couple of uh, Sabrina scenes oh. <laughs> for you. Um, and they're very interesting. Like this one where Harvey ends up delivering y'all's baby. Because okay, you put a so spell I'll on be him. Sabrina, you be Harvey? <laughs> All right, let's read this. We're reading this cold, people. Hang with me. Okay, Harvey, it's time to push. You can do this. I'm trying, but it hurts so much. Why did I agree to the spell again? Because you wanted to be able to understand what Sabrina goes... Oh, this is Salem. Because you wanted <laughs> to be able to understand what Sabrina goes through during labor. Let me tell you, it's not pleasant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can definitely attest to that. This is worse than any sports injury I've ever had. Harvey, just think of the baby. You're almost there. <laughs> and just think, in a few minutes, this will all be over, and you can go back to your normal pain-free life. I see the head. It's coming. Finally. I thought this would never end. Now, let's see what kind of mess you've made. Salem uses magic to pull the baby out. It's a girl. She's beautiful, Harvey. She is. But wait, why is she wearing a tiny little witch hat? Well, it's 2023. <laughs> All babies are born with witch hats. It's the latest <laughs> fashion trend. Don't you humans keep up with these things? 
<laughs> Only you, Salem. <laughs> I don't care what? if she's wearing a top hat. She's perfect. I'll never complain about back labor again. <laughs> Good, because I don't want to hear it. Now, can someone please get me a catnip martini? I think I've earned it. That is bizarre. So that was written it by a robot for makes you. Makes sense, I guess. I in mean, twenty seconds. That's weird. And he just what did he do? He said Sabrina has a baby and put in the character names. I don't know or anything like that. That's bizarre. It's such a write weird... a scene from Sabrina based in twenty twenty three. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all he said. Yeah. That is bizarre. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And so there's Let's another one it. we don't have to do, but um, this let's one... do it next week. Sabrina meets Clarissa. Oh, let's do that. This one gets a little dark. Let's save that one. All right. Let's save that for next week, guys. You got to come back (laughs) to hear when Sabrina meets Clarissa. That's got to be weird. Now I kind of want to read it, but I'll wait. I'll wait until next week. We'll do a cold read for you guys again (laughs) next week. All right. We have to get into our topic. All right. Trad wives. Okay. This is when we say this is niche, we're talking about like there's 156,000 mentions of it on the Internet. That's it. Well, that's a lot. But compared to other things that have yeah, millions there's upon a millions. few of these women, right? So all I know about it is that I heard that there's this group. I read one article, and it basically said that there's these women that want to be traditional wives. And they're not saying that they're forcing their life on anyone. They're not saying it's the right no. way to go. They're just saying it's what they want to do. Yes. They want to be at home. They want to take care of their husbands, take care of their families, take care of the house, do the cooking and cleaning. It's like a 1950s throwback. Yeah. Like June Cleaver traditional wife role to, yes. you know, hand your husband a martini on the way in the door and say, how was your day, honey? And rub his feet. Well, you know, you've got the roast going and the kids are doing their homework at the table or whatever, but and you're wearing a nice little apron and yeah. perfect red lipstick. Now, do we think that this was real life though? Even the way it was depicted in the fifties, was that? No, that's the thing. I think people have a glorified version of all this. Look, one of my friends who is an uber feminist, wonderful woman has a kitchen that looks that way. Like she has a kitchen that's from the 1950s cause she loves that style and she loves that era and it suits her. Yeah. It suits her look and all that, but she would never go by those traditional rules. She is a yeah. working woman who, you know, wants to be out of the household. And I mean, she can cook, but not that well. But yeah. <laughs> she's more like a well, baker. Like one me. of the things about this trad wife thing that is a little bit controversial is the fact that they're not only portraying this lifestyle, but they're living it to the point of like being submissive to their husbands and things like that. And people find that like off-putting or objectifying or, you know. But to each their own. Here's the thing. It doesn't, if it's not affecting you, it doesn't matter. It's not pushing. kind of how I feel too. It's not reversing us. It's not putting us in like, uh, it's it's not taking us back to 1950. It's just that that person wants to live their life. And that's totally fine. Right. Um, maybe we don't need to write articles about it to make it a big thing, but it is kind of nice that if there's other people out there that they feel like they can reach out and go, oh, hey, me too. And I think that's what they're doing. They're creating a community of these women that um, just to support each other and kind of go, hey, share a recipe. How do you do your nails after right. you know, doing dishes all day? Or, you know, how do you find the time? Big, they for wear the big gloves. The big gloves. Oh, I want to wear big gloves. I know. I kind of want to wear like a big skirt and a neighbor. My hands hurt. I did a lot of dishes yesterday and my hands hurt. Like there's part of that lifestyle that's very appealing to me. Well, I could be. You know what's so crazy is it's I the have clothes. To, yeah, it's the fashion. <laughs> the fashion. That's true. And the and the lipsticks and the that. You know, I, I have a friend whose husband um, or whose mother used to come over and stay at their house, and she would say, the mom would say to her, like, "It's three o'clock. Your husband's getting off the train. Aren't you gonna put your lipstick on and go, you know, shower or something?" And she's like, "No. He can see me in my sweats." You know, as I've been all day since I went to the gym this morning and I was making dinner and I made some beds, he can see me like this. It's fine. This is how I am. And she's like, no, 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 sweet. And the mom would go and and doll up for the husband to walk in the door. So she was ready for him to enter the household. And, you know, it's interesting. It's just a different it's a different generation. But I have to remind my boys all the time too. growing up in a house full of boys. I feel like I have to constantly remind them to and my husband that women not that long ago didn't have. Right couldn't get a job, couldn't hold a bank account, couldn't buy a house. It wasn't that long. It wasn't, you know, our moms might remember it. Our grandmothers definitely do. And and it's just weird to think that just that, not that long ago, there wasn't a lot more women could do than marry well. Right. So it's why you watch Bridgerton or something and it's all about getting married, marrying the right guy. Even something like House of Dragons might focus on stuff like that. You know, why birthright is so important and um, dowries and all that stuff. So um, it's it's easy nowadays to forget that that it wasn't always like this. Right. I think it glamorizes, you know, a sort of aspect of the American culture that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. But a little bit of our, but a piece of our history. And look, if you are, I mean, there's a ton of stay-at-home moms. Doesn't mean you have to be a trad wife, but 
Is that how you say it? Trad wife? It sounds weird. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> it, it stands for like traditional tread, wife. Tread, tr- yeah, tread, trad wife. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's something definitely appealing to it too, though. I wish I could cook. I wish I was like the, the, the good little housemaker. Did you ever take a home ec class? Yes, I had to do home ec all through school in New York. I did yeah, too. I, I loved really it. Good. I'm, I'm the one that my kids come to. Like the only time they come to me because Mark's the one that handles boo-boos because he, you know, knows sports and, and he knows the body from learning how to train. And Mark knows about football if they need to come to him. Mark Mark's the one who cooks, but they come to me if they need a button sewn on something or a no. hole patched up or something. So thank God for my home ec. I mean, it's also how I learned how to turn on an oven, how to boil water. How to do my laundry. That was a big yeah. one in home ec. I really wish our kids still had home ec, which I don't think they do. I don't, I don't know, know that it exists anymore. Which is so unfortunate because that and I think auto mechanics. And <laughs> I saw the funniest <laughs> meme the other day. It said, I'm really glad we learned all about parallelograms because uh, not taxes in school because it's really helping me out this parallelogram season. For sure. <laughs> I was like, that's so true. Why but do now, we learn all the In home things? ec, I learned how to do like checking like how to use your checkbook and keep your account balanced like that was a part of our home ed class we also had those robot babies what did you ever have to take home the robot baby (laughs) what did they have in alabama they had robot babies yeah sounds very fancy and you had to put it in the car seat and you took it home over a weekend and that thing would cry really all the time and you have to put this key in its back from getting pregnant and if you put it like you had to take it with you because if you left it anywhere for too long like if it cried for a certain amount of time without having the key inserted, it would like you fail report it. Yeah, and you'd fail. I know of people having to do that with like eggs or something. Like you'd have <laughs> to bring something school, home. In middle school, we did the bag of flour. Oh, bag of flour. Okay, but, we never did anything like that. But I mean, we did wood shop. I did a lot of like you know shop classes and home ec. But I never had to take. Although I will say, my fifth grade and sixth grade, it was the same teacher. Fifth and sixth grade. And we um, had an incubator, and so we hatched ducks and chickens. And I lived on a pond, so I hatched the duck. And then the five other ducks that hatched ended up becoming my responsibility because I had to take them home to my pond. Oh. So they had to live with me. That's um, fun. So I ended up taking care of a lot of baby ducklings, which is so cute because they do f- – if you, they think you're their mother, <gasps> they follow you everywhere. That's my if dream. If you do zigzags, they follow you in zigzags. <laughs> so the, the duck wouldn't go in the pond. My mom had to show them. My mom had to walk in the pond so the baby ducklings would go in the pond. Because I was like, I'm not going in the pond. It's gross in there. There might be snakes. So my mom had to go in the pond, so the ducklings were I need a pond, pond, and I need ducklings. Yeah, that's what you need. Brain, give me ducks. You have a lot of living things with heartbeats. No they more. Can... <sighs> no more. No more. Why do you guys gang up on me? Because <laughs> you have too many freaking living things. But they're all well taken care of. That's true. And thriving. And your nails are fantastic. And you, my nails are still beautiful. Oh, here's another topic we got to talk about, though. Okay. Let's go dark. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm ready. Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. We just go in there. Okay. So you don't remember this movie, but one of my favorite movies growing up was The Crow. I do remember The Crow because I'm traumatized by it, and it's a beautiful movie. I was forced to watch it's it. An amazing in soundtrack. Art school. Oh, you were? Yes. And it is. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Oh. You didn't oh. love it? No. <gasps> oh, it was like I think in college the poster was on my wall. That and Pulp Fiction and a snowboarder, some female snowboarder. But I think no. Yeah, I think knowing what happened. During the making of the movie, and the movie itself is it so dark. You? And then, yeah, it just you're. It's just so, so much. For those of you that don't know the Crow, that might be too young or missed it. Um, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, starred in this movie, and he is gorgeous. Yeah. What a beautiful man. Um, and he is. Uh, he and his, I think, fiance are brutally murdered. And uh, there's a legend that says, it's basically a superhero movie in a way, because he comes back as the crow, kind of like, you know, Batman is created, seeing his parents die in the alleyway, right? Or Spider-Man gets bitten, whatever. So the crow is, he is a superhero that comes from back from the grave to get revenge on his killer and his his fiance's killer. I think it's fiance, maybe girlfriend, um, or maybe wife. But he, uh, it's just his love. He's Mm -hmm. revenging his love's death. Avenging. So avenging, avenging. Thank you. So she, so he, um, he pairs up with this little girl who basically becomes a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And so it's really the story of this little girl and how she kind of befriends the crow and helps the crow through his journey. And, and he sort of protects the girl. And I actually need to watch it again. I really want my boys to watch it. But what's crazy about it is Brandon Lee died in the filming of this movie. Yeah. Because there's a scene when he jumps on a table in front of all these bad guy gangsters. And he um, he stands on the table and all these guys pick up guns and shoot at him. But he's not supposed to die. The crow still stands there. And in real life, 
one of those guns had a, a round in it. Um, it was like a blank, but it fired off and it went right through him. I think it might have been two shots. Yeah, it was like a shard of it. Yeah, and it and it and it killed him. And it killed him on the set. And it's one of the first times I can think of that CGI ended up becoming. So they finished it with a body double. Mm-hmm. They finished the movie with a body double, and then they kind of replaced his face in a few of the scenes. Um, and I remember the story of that too, and that being, and that changed the industry. Like, yes. what happened to Brandon Lee? Like this up and coming actor, the son of a very famous actor, a nepo baby, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, who was like just getting into his own, who was just coming into major stardom. I mean, he could have been like the next Johnny Tap. For sure. He, uh, and he very much probably would have been, but he, um, he, his life is taken. I mean, he's like early 20s or something, and he just doesn't even get to finish his movie. And that changed the, the, it changed the protocol, it changed the rules on set, and people became very aware of it, people like me and my generation, and we started to pay more attention. But on the set, in my, so with Alec Baldwin, for example, so he was holding a gun on a set of a movie called Rust, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's Rust. And he was, they were in a rehearsal and he picks up the gun and he aimed it at the camera and he shot the cinematographer and the director and the cinematographer, she died right there on the spot. So he's just been charged with involuntary manslaughter and the prop girl has been charged with involuntary manslaughter as well. But I haven't heard of anything happening to the first AD, which is interesting because here's, here's how I know it goes down on set. Like when I did that movie with David last year, we talked about last yes. week, I did this movie and we had to hold guns and we had to shoot guns because we go out and do like firing practice in the movie. So that I can teach my boyfriend how to use a gun to kill my father, which funny enough was Daniel Baldwin. Right. Or not funny, but ironic. Um, and so when we were actually shooting with the guns, I remember practicing. I remember the, the protocol on set. And anytime I've ever had a gun on set, it's this is how it goes. The first AD is in charge of the set's safety. So the first AD would walk in and say, and we, there's usually a morning meeting on any production, and they say, okay, here's what we're doing today. We're doing this, this, and this. There's going to be a gun in this scene, or there's going to be a knife in this scene, or we're going to have a car running in this scene. We want to make sure we know where our exits are. We want to make sure we know blah, 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 right, protocol. And then there's the prop person in the armor um, mm-hmm. who is in charge of the actual gun. And they're supposed to do, the first AD will ask them to do a demonstration, show us the gun, take out the clip. Look in the barrel. Who wants to see the gun? Does anyone want to see the gun? And I would always be like, I'd like to see the gun. Even if it, I'm not, it's not being aimed at me or I'm not holding it, I want to see the gun. And I see the clip and I look in the barrel and I know it's empty. And then, like, in the case of this movie I did, Twisted Desire, I was like, can I, can I fire it into the ground just to make sure? Because of the crow. It's, like, literally because of the crow that I was like, yeah. I want to make sure there's nothing in here that's going to fly out. And I aim it at the ground and I give two shots and, you know, nothing comes out. And then I'm like, all right, we're good to go. However, on the set of this movie, it seems like with Alec Baldwin, it seems like there was there was hunting or, or shooting going on the night before. They're out in the middle of the desert. They're shooting. They're like being a family. They're shooting a movie, which is sort of like this weird, you get this family vibe. Yeah, it's a Western movie, right? Yeah, I think so. So there's probably lots of guns. Lots there's of, lots of guns. So their sensitivity is down. Yes. They're out there. They're, they apparently the night before went firing. They like were just firing off guns, like shoot, like, aim, like taking aim and whatnot. So someone didn't check the guns the next day and see that they were clear. They obviously didn't do the protocol on set. He picked up the gun to rehearse. He says he didn't pull the trigger. I don't understand how that's possible. But, um, you know, and then he involuntarily manslaughters the first AD. I mean, the, 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 the cinematographer and injures the director. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel so mixed on this whole thing. Like, he should absolutely be held accountable for not being more cautious but then again, that's not a charge. Like, I feel like the people that are in charge of that gun and that safety, it, it's funny. Mark they and I failed ha- him they and did. therefore put him in the position. There were so many steps that didn't get taken. Right. I don't even understand how that happens on a set these days. Yeah. I worked with some elderly actors on the set of Young Sheldon directing them and the protocols we had to take during COVID and to make sure that they had lighted pathways. Could it be and, like a budgetary thing? Um, No. The no. two people are hired. They're there. They're hired. And that's their only responsibility. Their right? responsibility is just to make sure the props are there and safe. The armor's job is to make sure they're empty. Then the first AD's job is to let everybody know what here's what happens. Here, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're dealing with. And here's look, it's safe. I'll, pr- I'll prove it. Yeah. And those two people failed. And and ultimately, Alec Baldwin was the one that pulled the trigger or didn't pull the trigger in this case. But he should have checked it, I think, as yeah. a responsible human being with an with a weapon in their hands. It's just it's just extremely unfortunate and of course the family probably wants to say 
you know, how did this happen? Let's never let this happen again. So does this change? Like, I mean, obviously the crow changed everything for the entire industry, but something like this happening again, like in your directing, especially since you do some kind of dark things for Lifetime and other networks, like, would that make you, you know, rethink and question whether or not to have weapons? It'll make me, well, there's no need to have real weapons. Whatever people say, the kickback is whatever it is that we're not... Honestly, I haven't used a real weapon in, in a, a really long time Yeah, anything. I haven't seen a real weapon used in a really long time. There's no need for it. There's such great replicas. Yeah. You don't need it. Um, so there's no need to have these stupid mistakes that become huge tragedies right. in families' lives. I went to a uh, candlelight vigil for uh, um, the the cinematographer and uh, with a bunch of crew members wearing our like union shirts and just standing in solidarity for her um, because— this, there's just no reason this happens. There's I can't even think of another protocol they could put into place to make this not happen. Right. So it is just, it's just human error. Unfathomable to me that this still happens in this day and age. It's just carelessness. Yeah. And that's un- it's super unfortunate. Mark and I Mark's comparing it to like football players, NFL players that whose careers are being ruined because apparently one of them handed his friend his loaded weapon to kill a girl or to shoot in the car and the girl just died. Um, because of a shooting, because, but it was his gun that was used. So they're like trying to figure out how is he involved? Like, right. is he an accessory? Is he is is that involuntary Oof. manslaughter? I don't know. And then you think about a football player that my boys love is uh, Ruggs. Um, I believe, it's, yeah, Ruggs, who was uh, on Alabama, went to the Raiders. Yes. Driving down the strip in Vegas at 120 miles an hour, rear ends a girl and her dog in the car. Her car locks up and blows up, like basically starts on fire and she dies in an inferno. And he and his baby mama are fine in their car somehow. Um, but he was driving, driving drunk. He's an NFL player. He's young. He needs to know. He should know better. And in the NFL, they have their own car service. But like how is they're just very closely related. And it's just sort of like, I don't know, Mark and I keep having these these conversations and these debates about like, well, is this how do you handle this or how do you handle yeah. that? And it's it's just uh, it's one of those things I just can't even imagine it happening. And I, I I just hope that from here on out, on sets, everyone, the actors, the director, every understand crew why those member, protocols are there and actually take them and seriously. do them and do them every time. Don't just think, oh, we used these guns yesterday; they're fine. No, because someone last night went shooting with it and decided to shoot their Coca Cola can off the edge of a railing, and now there's a bullet in it. So yeah, you know, I just think uh, I think there's ways to prevent it by just everyone being cautious. Yeah. So I just, I also, I just hope that the first AD is uh, not just uh, the actor and the um, uh, armor are being, uh, you know, looked at for it. I hope the first AD, I heard that he was, but I don't know for sure. I think, I think there was like a plea deal or something that happened there. Oh, that's weird. Well, you do a plea deal on, okay. (laughs) Anyway, on that dark note, that's my perspective. On well, that. I'm glad you gave us that perspective because I've been very interested to talk to you about that. You, you because you're in the industry, obviously you have an insight into this that I can't have, and well, most people listening probably can't have. And I have a real respect for guns, and I have a real um, uh, relationship with them that drives me in my politics and drives me yeah. in other ways that are that's super um, uh, passionate for me. Of course, because I just think we make stupid mistakes, I and think there's so ways to prevent these things. Yeah. Well, thank you for speaking about that. Yeah, I know welcome. that's dark and hard to talk about. It but... is, and it's something that makes me very emotional, and not not just in the not just this the element of this being in the industry, but guns in, in general, general. Being yeah. a mom who had a child the next school over from Sandy Hook, you yeah. know, in December of um, 2012. So uh, yeah, it's just something that's that weighs on my heart a lot, and uh, I feel very passionate about. So thank you for letting me thank you. air my grievances here. Thanks. Well, on a lighter note, guess what I finally finished this week? Tell me. I finally finished the Wellbone Theater. Yay! And it was so good. It was Oh, it feels very so good satis- to finish something. Oh, yes. It was very satisfying, too. It's a great story. It's a good read for after Codename Helene because they kind of tie together. Okay. We need to do a book club episode where we, we fully dive into these books. We need to bring our girls back. Let's bring our girls back. You guys read—the problem with this book club is you and Angela Lanter— <laughs> read so much so stinking fast i know i can't keep up i just can't keep up at all i'm like i i want to be like i want to be the kind of person that reads one book a month but when you read like six books a month i can't do that <laughs> i can't do that well it took me like an entire month to read wellbone because it was just 
is such a long read and not not in a bad way, but it was just kind of drawn out yeah. and you wanted to kind of savor the story and think about it and enjoy it and be there. So I, I took my time on it and it was great. See, the only Highly time recommend. I'm able to get to Codename Helene is on an airplane and I'm not on airplanes as much as I am sometimes and they haven't been very long flights. So I'm like reading a chapter at a time and I love it. But then I'm also it's having to so like, good. I'm getting confused because you go from 1936 to 1940. And so it's back and forth from it, her falling By the time you make it to the end, it won't matter. Yeah. You'll okay. see. I'm so excited to finish it. Actually, it's my goal this weekend. I'm not going with my son on his college tour. I've decided so I can stay home and finish the book. <laughs> I'm going to let my husband take him on a little chat, on a little tour. All right. I said chat. We, so um, I asked AI to give, tell yeah. us how we should close our okay. episode this week. What does it think? So whenever you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Here, you can read it. Uh-oh. So wait, <laughs> what does this mean? It's the last one. So what did you, so how should we just like, okay. It's your sign off for whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Here's what AI thinks we should sign off with. Ready? Until next time, may your cues be full and your snacks be plenty. <laughs> Goodbye from us at What Women Binge. Goodbye. 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 It's been great to see you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. That's our trad wife sign off. <laughs> That's amazing. May your cues be plenty and your snacks be plenty. That's funny. It's, it's crazy what that it can do. It's bizarre. Logan has literally spent the entire weekend just like, write me this. They've got to, they've got to figure out a better way to, I feel like there's, um, there's a lot of work to be done there just uh, to make it make more sense. Honestly, it's going to put people out of work. Yeah, it will. It's kind of scary. Actually. And this is the free version. The like robots are starting to take over. There's one that you can pay for that is like even more intense. Well, there's all these things. There's Grammarly or this, uh, this one that I was supposed to do when I was taking a screenwriting course. There's all these things that'll clean up your paper for you. Yeah. There's like apps that you put it into and it's like, you should have put it this way. You should have written this this mm -hmm. way. Like it, fix your, it fixes your grammar. It fixes we had your some punctuation. of that at the end of college. I graduated in 2014. I didn't even have computers in college. <laughs> I barely, we had to print them out with the little with the little perforated page on the end. It comes through the printer. Again, I'm just really going to say it. Okay, boomer. <laughs> oh, makes me mad. I know it does. Gen X, That's millennial. To say. Shut up, millennial. Elder millennial to you. Thank Shut you. Up, elder millennial. <laughs> it's like women over 35 or geriatric pregnancy. Oh, yeah. I'm that like, made me so Ugh. mad. I know. I was 37 when I had Don't you Tucker dare say that like, to me. Are you kidding me? I no, Way to make me feel old while I'm already feeling fat and bloated. Right. Oh. So, like, no. All right. So next week, homework. <sighs> next week. Do? Oh, so I finished Fle Fleischman's in Trouble. So next week, Don't we'll talk about it. Because we'll I'm okay. there. It's on right, the you list. You finish it. We're going to talk about... I'm so in love with this show, you guys. Flash, it's in Flash my queue. Going to finish. It's in your queue <laughs> with your snacks. Um, we're, I'm going to finish Spare by next week. Hoping to finish Codename Helene. But I also really want to talk about, well, we haven't talked about House of Dragons, which I'm madly in love with. Okay. Um, a little bit into Jack Ryan in 1923 and The Bear, but still have to get through a little the bit bear. of The Bear. We can talk about that. Going to finish Handmaids and want to watch White Lotus. <gasps> oh, and then podcasts. Okay. We haven't talked about podcasts in a while. Okay. Even The Rich. How are you feeling about it? You still in it? I, no, I like it. I, <laughs> You've been with it for like a year now. Look, ladies, I know you have a very successful podcast, and for good reason. It's got great content, but their voices make me. And, I think or the they're way just they're reading, reading it. it makes me. But somebody's writing it, and it's written crazy. well. It's just it is written well. The jokes are—they don't need the jokes. It could just be. They could just be. I think they would be funny if they were just talking to each other. Um. Yeah. No. There's a John Paul Getty about him being uh, kidnapped, which was interesting. And I've worked with Balthazar Getty. Mm -hmm. um, so that was interesting. And then Drew Barrymore. There was a good one. And I love they did one on Mariah Carey and I was a little obsessed. I didn't know anything about Mariah Carey. It was really good. I want to listen to so that. So I do like the stories they're telling. I just don't like the way they tell it. That's okay. But um, but I do I do pay attention. I do like it. But um, we can talk about that. Okay, so time. we'll have podcast discussion next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go on the What Women Binge Instagram page. Yes. Leave us your questions. The question mark will go up in a couple days. Yeah. And um, we'll also put a prompt in the stories. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you want to hear. If you got any questions, what you're watching. What you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you want to hear us talk about more. And uh, yeah, let's just, uh, That's just, it. just communicate more with us. We'd love to have you guys bring in some more listeners. If you got any friends you think might like it. And don't forget to rate and review us on, our, on the podcast app. Yes, please. Because we would love that. It helps us out so much. And of course, um, our sponsors. Support our sponsors if you can. Because that helps us out, Go too. get you some cute glasses. Go get some cute glasses. <laughs> Look, guys, ready? Here's a pair of glasses. Look. 
Ready with the with my snap on? And so cute. Snap off. <gasps> I think I like these. I like the clear frames. They're really cute. But then these are just fun to just give you a little flash of color. What? <laughs> and they come with uh, sunglass lenses too, so it's so fun. Yeah. But thanks, guys. Thanks for being here, and we can't wait to see you next week. Wait, my husband's FaceTiming me. Should I take it? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's not my husband. Oh, who, who are it? you? Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> Tucker's back. Somebody's sick at home. What's oh. up, buddy? Are you coming? I am. I'm gonna come home soon. Okay. I'm doing the podcast. See the see the microphone. Oh, y'all are doing the podcast. We are. Do you want to come do it does again? Want to be our? Does he want to wrap it up for us? Yeah. You want to wrap it up? Say thanks for visiting. Thanks for listening to What Women Binge and tune in next week. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> say thanks for listening to What Women Binge. We hope you'll join us next week. Go. Thanks for listening to What. Yeah. What? Good. Good job. What Women Binge. What, what? Thanks for listening to What Women Binge. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening to What 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 Women Binge. We'll see you again next week. Make sure you tune in. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Good job. Good job. All right, I'll be home <laughs> soon. I love you. Bye. That was way better than any robot. <laughs>